Welcome to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks. Remember, you can get a match deposit up to $100 at Prize Picks right now if you use the link in the description or just go to prizepicks.com and use code MMN and you'll get that deposit bonus for up to $100. Highly suggest that you do that right now. Also, smash the like button for the episode in the comment section. Give me your favorite prize picks over under prop for quarterbacks this season. I'm curious to see what you guys are up to. And if you want to get into a draw to win some cold, hard cash, easy way to do so. Subscribe to Fantasy Football Picks and Bets, part of the Mayo Media Network on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review, something you enjoy about this show, Twitter handle or email address. That way I can contact you if you're a winner. It's a random draw. We're going to be drawing in August. There's already up to $500, up to There is $500 in the kitty right now. The more reviews that we get, that's going to go up and up and up. So please, go leave that review. Get your hands on some cash. Joining me on this episode to break down his favorite over-unders of the season, it is Tim Andacust. Tim Andacust. That is not my name. But you took a look at prize picks and found some ones you liked, though, didn't you? There are some great overs and some great unders and some uh, some picks I certainly like. All right, so Tim will be joining Jeff and myself on the Pat Mayo experience. You know, it's starting to approach football season. We have to do our overs and our unders for team win totals over there. But here we're talking about prize picks and over-unders for individual players. The first thing I have to ask you is, are all of your overs Jets players? They're not all Jets picks. There's a couple Jets in there, but they're not all Jets. Are, are most of the Jets unders or overs? I don't know that there's a single Jets under that I thought was reasonable. Really? Like, there were ones that I thought, okay, that's a good number. I don't know if I want to go over or under, but there were none that I looked at and went, oh, that's a sure under. Okay, well, well hit me with it. Do you have any quarterbacks that aren't Zach Wilson that you like? Yes. I think Justin Herbert's number is way too low. I love the over on Justin Herbert. He threw for 4,300 yards last year in like 14 games. Now he has 18 games and his over-under is 44.50. I think short of injury, I don't see how he doesn't surpass that. It's a better offensive scheme with uh, Lynn gone. The Chargers are going to be an excellent football team this season. I see no reason not to think he's going to, to hit the over on that. You know, do you know that they're a better offensive scheme, or are you just presuming because Anthony Lynn was I so bad? I'm taking the position that Anthony Lynn was so bad that whomever he's replaced with cannot be worse and therefore must be better. Plus, Herbert was a rookie. He'll get to play full season. He'll have spent an entire offseason as the starter, as the guy. I don't know. I think all signs point to – I wouldn't say Herbert is, like, going to be the MVP, but, like, he's a dark horse MVP candidate that people aren't talking about. And he's really good, and I think his numbers should be exceeded uh, of that projection. Well, I think people are talking about Justin Herbert to be MVP. He's like the most bet-on guy to be MVP so far. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. He has has deeper odds. Like He's not like 5-1 to like Mahomes. He's like 20-1 to to win MVP. Okay, I can see that. Uh, And I understand that. But that's, uh, anyway, that's where I'm going with that. Well, if I head over to runthesims.com right now, check out quarterbacks and check out yardages over 17 games, where is I? Oh, yeah, there we go. Justin Herbert, 1,776 yards. If people want 
to use runthesims.com. It's free till the end of July, so I recommend that you go over there right now and check it out. But if you get your full subscription before the end of July, you will get in on the founder's rate. You will be charged that rate for life because prices are going up August 1st. So if you get yours before August 1st, not only do you save a ton of money, but you also get that price for you know as long as you want to become a member at runthesims.com. Runthesims.com slash mayo uh, to get yourself an even bigger discount off of that as well. So I would highly recommend that you do that. Timmy, if you're looking at Run the Sims right now, where I'm looking at it, because we're screen sharing with each other, does it confuse you? Do you find this is like, oh my God, like what are all these numbers? No, no. I mean, listen, I'm not the most analytical person when it comes to using the internet, but I, I think it's well laid out. Right. That's just, I, I do my research a little differently than some people do. But I mean, I think this tool is an excellent one for people who have more familiarity and comfort with all kinds of stats. See, I would say it's completely different than that because you can just kind of go player by player. It's completely laid out for you on the screen. You can adjust whatever you want to adjust. I think that we'll do that as an experiment a little bit later on. We'll go through the entire Jets team and you can tell me what you think is going to happen. And then we'll run the projections on them. Okay. So you, like, so you like Herbert. It does seem like without injury that it's going to be t- a tough number to not overcome. Like, it seems oddly low, doesn't it? It seems extraordinarily low. And, you know, when I do my research for these players, I have to remember I'm adding a game this year to all their play. So, like, I even should boost it slightly more than I would usually think an over would be. So, I don't know. It seems like the numbers, for the most part, most of them – don't take into consideration enough, I don't think, the extra game. I'm sure they do take into consideration. But many of them, I, I think, are, are lower than they ought to be. In some cases. Some cases, they're way too high. But most cases, they're not. Well, in a lot of circumstances, too, because you kind of hit on it. Like, unders become... No one likes to bet unders, for one thing. But Fair. if an injury... Like, let's say Herbert misses three games, and he's probably not going to get that over. Oh, most certainly. I mean, that's true of pretty much every quarterback to be fair it is but that i think that's factored into what the over under prop total is on prize picks too okay i get that i can can get on board so he would have to average 261.7 passing yards per game to hit this over i I would be i would like i'm saying short of injury i would be surprised if that were not the case unless the chargers are winning so many games by so much which could very well happen that he's not throwing a bunch. But short of that, I, I think he's good to go. See, I would think that the best over-under, just like looking at the quarterbacks right now, like I was just kind of scanning through the list. There's a couple of other short ones, but Burrow at 4,200, now that it sounds like he's going to be ready for week one, like he might leave the league in passing yards. I would definitely lean to the over, if that were me. Definitely. And uh, Chase as well, as a receiver, I would lean to the over as well in his receiving yards for that same reason. That just seems so low, 4,200 for a guy who's probably going to throw like 55 times a game. Well, that's it. It's extraordinarily low. If you look at the people he is around, like Kirk Cousins is probably not going to throw that many yards. Uh, I would think he's probably an under. Rodgers is probably not going to play. Like, I I think he is undervalued. And so I would agree with you. I think Burrow to the over makes a lot of sense. All right, what else do you got then? So Burrow wasn't one of your favorites. That's one of my favorite ones. I bet you I can guess what it is. So I like Lamar Jackson over. Oh, that's not what I was uh, thinking. It's thirty four fifty, which is slightly more than his best season, but I'm adding a game. Uh, you know, he's another year in the league, another year more comfortable. I think it, you know, pe- people could debate whether that's the right way to go, but I think Lamar may run a little less this year and throw a little more. Uh, and I, I'm going with an over on the thirty four fifty and a half. 
that's an average of about, what, 191 yards a game. I think that's quite realistic for him to get there. See, I thought you, I was going to scroll up here, and I see Tua's hanging out at 4,000.5. Oh, well, that's su- such a freebie that it's not even worth wasting my time. Oh, really? Talking about. Like, that is such free money that, like, come on. He's not going to throw for that many yards. I mean, when you only play half of every game you're in because you're not good enough to play the second half when you play at all, uh, you're not going to get over 4,000 yards. Now, I, I didn't talk about it because, like, what's the point? Like, it's like talking about 2 plus 2 equals 4 and having to argue that that's true. Well, it, it just is the case. So, no. I mean, the 2 under is the is the freest of the free money. Run the Sims right now has him at 4,458 yards this year. That is incredibly generous. They're assuming him playing full games. I don't know how their system calculates him being benched constantly in close games so that somebody who's good can replace him. You, you realize that was a last year thing, right? Not this year? Well, yeah. I mean, sure. I'm sure things will even be better this year. I mean, when the pressure was on in the last game of the year without a backup and he played the whole game, he kept throwing interceptions and his team gave up 56 points because he kept putting them in bad spots. But I'm sure he'll figure it out. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great. And the receiver that they drafted, who played almost none of last year because he was hurt. I'm sure, he'll solve the problem too. I mean, that, what a great team they've got set up down there. Well, they, wow. they, the, the numbers they should put up. So, so did you completely flip on your favorite player ever, Will Fuller? Fuller is fine, but he still can't. Oh, play oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's fine now. Now, this was never this was never your take before. He's a fine player, but let's be honest. Whether it's HGH or it is injury, he can't play a full season. Like. So it's hard to get behind him too much as like your number one guy. He was a fantastic number two in Houston. I'm not, not feeling him as number one. Plus last year he had Deshaun Watson throwing to him. Who's a, who's, you know, can someone who can actually throw the ball down the field effectively Tua can throw the ball into the ground effectively or to the other team. He's really good at that too. So Herbert, no doubt gets better year two to a worse in year two is your take. Not worse. I would say about the same. I mean, if he got better, he would still be terrible. So I don't know what to say about that. 4,000 yards seems laughable. It's risible. All right. Well, what about you? Actually, we'll get to the Jets guys here in a second. Do you have any more quarterbacks you want to talk about? The only other one that I had a star next to, because I think you can make the case either way, is Jared Goff. Oh, boy. It's 4,000. I think that number is lower than it ought to be. I feel like they're going to be down in every game and they're not going to bench him. And so he could just be complete and total empty calorie fantasy numbers and stat numbers this year. I I just have a hunch that, I mean, the Lions are going to be one of the worst teams in football, but Goff is going to be back there throwing a thousand times, you know, a, a game and he's going to be fine. And they're going to be fine numerically. I mean, his career high, he's thrown for 4,600 and 4,600 two years in a row. And then 3,952 last year. That's nearly 4,000 yards. And he's going to be throwing a lot more, I would anticipate, with the Lions than he was with the Rams because they were ahead in games. So, I don't know. I think there's value on the golf over. I, the projections that run the Sims have him at 3,890 yards. And you're also Which discounting the fact that... But you also have to, yeah, and if that's probably going to be the case. Look who their coach is. You want to talk about, like, Anthony Lynn being bad and a scheme will help Justin Herbert? Dan Campbell is a complete moron. So he's going to try to run the ball 800 times a game, for one thing. Well, and he has, we'll and he, and he has no one besides your guy, Brashad Perriman, to throw to. Well, I, I like Perriman, too. But th- that may be the case. But if they're down 
31 to tw- uh, 13 to start the fourth quarter, they're not going to run the ball. They're going to throw it. I, I think is despite not liking this Lions team and thinking they're going to be terrible, I think there is a ton of value on golf. I think that number is low because no one wants to bet the over. All right. What about running backs then? Were there, were there any running backs rushing totals that you saw? Yeah, I have my doubts about Saquon Barkley having 11.75. I have to say I have my doubts. That doesn't seem all that much. So the reports on Barkley are that he is going to be somewhat limited the first few games of the season. It's sort of in a timeshare. Then you would expect him, as long as he's back completely healthy, then he's full systems go. Like, that's not a lot of rushing yards per game. You take If it's three or four games in which he's splitting, I think that takes 11.75 pretty much off the table. How is that possible? Like, you realize teams, yeah, run, teams, run, like 30, teams run like 30 times a game. So he's going to get... 12 to 15 carries during those games. And with Saquon, it's really just like one or two runs a game to get him to 100. Well, I mean, I'm looking it up right now because I had this with me before. How many rushers last year even broke the 1,000-yard plateau? Seven. It wasn't many. I'll say seven. Yeah, I'm trying to... You said you 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 had it in front of you. I had it in front of me. Here it is. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But one of them is Lamar Jackson. Uh, so eight running backs and how many of them broke 1175 Two, Henry and cook. That's it. That's the list. That number is too high on Barkley. I think you've got plus he's coming off of terrible injury. You're expecting him to basically be third in the league in last year's rushing totals. And he's not going to be the solo guy to start. I think you have all your work cut out for you to make the case that Barkley will exceed that number. I think that the case that you have to make is that these guys miss multiple games because that's what happened to all of the rushers last year. Like, there's no McCaffrey on that list. There's no Barkley on that list. There's no Zeke on that list because they all missed time. Delvin Cook even missed time, and he still got over the number. Like, if you're an elite rusher and you're going to be getting the ball when you're at your peak, even if it's for 10 games, 20 carries a game, he could get up around that number right away. Mm. I mean, I see what you're saying, but me, I'm, I, I'm, I'm doubtful and I don't believe all right, so under Saquon on prize picks, 1175.5 rushing yards. Any other ones? Yeah. Over on Aaron Jones. 1050 is the number that's being quoted. If you believe, as I do, that Love is going to be the quarterback for all, if not most, of this season, he is going to be turning around and handing the ball to Aaron Jones a ton. Why wouldn't he? Jones is a fantastic back, and the Lions, and the Packers are going to be in far closer uh, games where running is going to be really important because they're going to be probably pretty low scoring. So I think 1050, I mean, the fellow ran last year for 1104 with Rogers. I expect him to at least to, uh, to run for, you know, a thousand yards less or sorry, a hundred yards less than he ran last year with the extra game. Give me the over on Aaron Jones. I think the logic is there for that one. So you think that he would be as efficient as a runner with Jordan Love, or do you think that the volume overcomes that? Because he's he's now, like, you have to remember that A.J. Dillon's playing a bigger role like he did down the stretch. So we haven't haven't projected a 61% rushing share, but that could be way too high. It could be. You're right. But I just think the overall story of what's going on with Green Bay indicates the likelihood that they're going to put the ball on the ground more. And if they were to do so, then 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 when one should assume that Jones could at least approximate what he did last year. And if he does, he gets over the number pretty comfortable. Are there, are there anyone down the list that you like? Yeah, there is somebody down the list that I really like. I think the Eckler rushing yards at 825 is just too low. 
Oh, so you're all in on the Chargers then? Because I actually agree. I I, 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 I agree with I, I agreed with Jeff. To win the AFC East or AFC West. So you think they're better than the Chiefs? This season, I mean, we'll talk about it in the over-unders, but there's always such a thing as that Super Bowl loss hangover, and the Chiefs being a wild card would be their version of it, I think. And you think uh, I'm in on the Chargers being really good this year. I feel like Jeff is not going to be happy with you. They're not going to be the AFC champions or anything, but could they be in the AFC championship game? I'm kind of leaning that way right now. See, I'm kind of with you on Austin Eckler. 825 does seem low. However, we know that most of his work, I mean, most of his at least relevant fantasy work is done in the receiving game. So if you draft Austin Eckler this year, you're really hoping that he catches 100 passes. You don't really care about his rushing as long as he's getting some of the goal line looks. That would be good enough, I feel. I think that is very well said. But at the same time, he is their best back. And it's not like the Chargers are just never going to run the ball either. So 825 is a modest number. If he cracks, you know, 100 yards in three games, you're going to get to that number. All right. Any other rushers? Do we move? Well, I have my starter, but you don't want to talk about non-Jets right now. Yeah. Okay. So receiving yards. But was Michael Carter on there? On rushing yards, yes. Was he? I didn't see him. 575. That number is over and it will not be all that difficult. So he's for sure the running back. As far as I can tell, he's going to be. Same as like Michael Carter and I already talked about Lamar, so I'm not going to talk about him again for rushing yards, but over 950 is is not something that I would bet this year. I think he'll run less. I would actually bet an under on that. Okay, so tell me about Michael Carter then. Why why is he the guy and it's not Michael P. Ryan or Tevin Coleman? Well, first, P. Ryan and Coleman have had their cracks at the league and have been Coleman is just getting too old and P Ryan was underperforming Carter was fantastic in university and everything I'm reading on the boards and on comments about him at OTAs, Michael Carter apparently looks fantastic. So, and when they got, when he, when they drafted him, people got very hyped for Michael Carter behind, you know, getting to run behind what is becoming one of the best offensive lines in professional football. I have reason to believe that 575 is too low, that he should run for about 700 yards. That still doesn't sound like that great of a season. If he's so good, he rushes for 700 yards. For a rookie running back with a QB, he's going to throw for a ton of yards, like a ton of yards. I think that's fine. Okay. Uh, Receivers, any that jumped out to you? Yes, there were. In fact, one of my very favorites was right here, circled it in big black letters. I think that, how do I phrase this correctly? I think Tyree Kill is not going to come close to 1350. Not because, close. Because of injury? Well, both because of injury and because I think that the Chiefs system is a little less explosive than it was. You saw last year in the playoffs, Cleveland figured it out to a, to a degree. The Buccaneers definitely figured it out. Well, the Buccaneers uh, didn't really figure it out. They just figured out, hey, we can get all the pressure in the world and give him no time to throw. Now, and I think that teams are going to be doing that more and more. And well, so it, it's going to be a lot more difficult now that they have all their offensive linemen back. You would think, but they, you know, you have both Kelsey and Hill here. I think you have to take a stand on which one you think is likelier to get over that number. I think. Kelsey or Kels, I guess I don't know the way we're supposed to say it now. Kels is far more likely to, to exceed his number than Hill is to come close to his. Plus the injury risk. Hill is just, 
phys- physically, I think, is more more apt to, to be banged up. Well, you could take the under on DeAndre Hopkins right now and just hope that he doesn't play. You you could do that. Uh, I think that Carol, or sorry, that the Cardinals would be quite good. So I wouldn't lean towards that. Uh, I would lean towards the under on Allen Robinson because I am not an Allen Robinson truther. I don't know how good he is. I think it's kind of silly how highly he gets ranked year after year. Is he going to make 1,100 receiving yards? I don't think so. So I'd go against that. And Keenan Allen at 1025. I have a star next to him too. He should definitely go over that number if he's healthy. So Keenan Allen's one of the very best receivers in football that no one talks about. Well, let's just, just taking a look at it right now. It's it's 1,090.5 receiving yards on prize picks for Allen Robinson. He's beat that number each of the last two years. Okay, but this year they're going in with Andy Dalton. Oh yes, because they and, were they they were so great at quarterback the last few years, were they? I mean. Is Trubisky better than Dalton? Yes. Is he? I think, I guess, you really I, think I, that Trubisky is better than at Dalton? At this point in their career, yes. Dalton last year was terrible with a great offense in Dallas in terms of the receivers that he had to work with. So, yeah, I'm, I, I just, I don't, and I, I'm not an Allen Robinson believer. I never was, whether he was in Jacksonville or in Chicago. Not a big believer, and I'm not a believer in him this season. I'm not a believer in the Bears at all this season. They're a team that I usually kind of like or like to see do well. I'm very skeptical about Chicago. So you're you're not a Justin Fields guy then, because when Justin Fields is playing, I love two. So when he's playing in week two, does he go over this number then? I don't believe that he will be playing in week two. I think the Bears won't be ushering him in until like the middle of the season, and like next year, Justin Fields could. I mean, I I absolutely adore Justin Fields, but I don't think he'll play enough to effectuate the numbers up for for Allen Robinson. So this is the year to get in on the Bears before you're back in on them after they're good. Apparently, I, the Bears and the Packers and the Lions, I'm down on. I like Minnesota a lot this year. Oh, that's – but you hate Kirk Cousins. I know, but, you know, I don't really love any of the teams, but you gotta, you got to pick one to go with this season. And I think the, the, the Vikings are, are the safest uh, harbor to go with. So the way I look at Allen Robinson right now is that he is going to be one of the league leaders in market share of targets. That's just – going to happen because it happens every single year because there's no one good on his team. So you have Darnell Mooney because uh, they just traded Anthony Miller to the Texans. So there are fewer people around and you have your guy Cole Komet is still lurking. And Why is he my guy? Didn't he go to Notre Dame? Yeah, but not every Notre Dame player is my guy. I mean, you constantly hype them up no matter who they are. So except for now, Will Fuller's on the Dolphins. And now he's no good. No, he's, he's fine. Yeah, but last year, you said he was a top 10 receiver in football. Now he's fine he on the Dolphins. Like and he was playing like that. But he but he had a really good quarterback. And he certainly doesn't now. Ah, this Allen Robinson one seems low. Like, especially with an extra game at a total he's beat already. I don't think it really matters who plays quarterback. He put up 1,400 yards with Blake Bortles. You don't think it matters? See, I think it does matter. And all, I also all he's ever done is played with crap quarterbacks his entire career. Okay, well, then, you know, then you should take him over then. If he, I, if, I, mean, I am. I'm, I'm going to go head-to-head head with you on this one on prize picks. I'm going to take the over on 1090 and a half receiving yards. You've made your case. I think it's a reasonable one, but I like my side too. Like I said, Keenan Allen, I think I, I adore the over on that. Keenan Allen's going to have a lot more than that. It seems like a low number, but if... I don't know. Now, now that you're cursing the Chargers left, right, and center, that's a bit tougher for me. I'm not cursing the Chargers. It sounds like you're cursing the Chargers. I just think they're going to be really awesome this season, but not the best team. Because the Ravens are the best team? 
Well, in the AFC, I, I obviously I, I make have made this statement. I like the Ravens best of all in the AFC, but could it be a Ravens Chargers championship game? Maybe Ravens Chargers, Ravens Patriots, something like that. All right. Well, let's talk about these mighty Jets that you got going here. So, I'm, all right. So, are they all overs? I guess is my question. Well, there's certainly no unders that I see. All right. Well, let's start with yeah. Zach. You, there are some no, there are some no bets that I think that's a good number, so I wouldn't go either way on it. But I don't see any that I would take to the under, other than. No, I don't see. I don't see any. All right, so thirty-eight hundred and a half passing yards for Sack Shilson, over or under? Over, big time, big time. At BYU, the guy threw in twelve games last season for thirty-seven hundred yards. He's got six more games in New York with some really, really good receivers. He's going to be great. He's at 3,800. I expect 44, 45, 4,600. I expect a fantastic passing season out of him. I love him. He's great. Are you serious? I don't see, I don't see what can go wrong. I honestly don't. He's going to be awesome. He's got good receivers. He's got a running back. He's got a West Coast passing offer from San Francisco that can maximize the skill set that he has on a better team with an offensive line that the team has invested in to block for him so that he's not running for his life constantly like Darnold was. I don't see this failing. Outside of injury, it's going to work. Let's go. You better hope this works because that that's a lofty. I, I like that he threw for X amount of yards at BYU, so that's definitely translating over to the NFL. Well, listen, I mean, that's I have to work with the numbers that I have in front of me, and those are what I have. So Zach, Will, Zach Wilson over. You have Michael Carter's over, and I. I what, what are the other Jets overs that we're going with here? Uh, let's see here. What did I see the number on? See, Mims is at five fifty. That's not an over, but that's not an under either. I think that's just a reasonable number. Corey Davis uh, eight oh five. Corey Davis eight eight hundred and five over. This is a thousand yard receiver in this offense. With Broadway Zach, like easily it's that much. So we're taking the over on Corey Davis, who, again, was a top five pick in the NFL draft not that long ago. The guy's got real potential in New York, a fresh start. I personally expect pretty big things from him. So uh, how, how would you how would you rate this Jets receiving core versus the rest of the NFL? You just said it was I great. Think at the moment, it's still a middle-of-the-pack receiving core. Uh, maybe even slightly below middle-of-the-pack because the guys haven't produced yet. Come the end of this season, it, I would not be shocked if this team's receiving core is talked about as like the sixth, seventh best receiving core in football. Or better, maybe, right? Well, it depends. It's the first year, and I don't want to get overhyped. It's you you don't year. want to get overhyped. You've been overhyped about every single one of these guys. Well, I, I just see a lot of potential, and I'm also, I'm, listen, I'm a fan, and I'm an eternal optimist, and I'm willing to believe that the the upside hits on these guys. And I mean, Elijah Moore's not on here, but Elijah Moore's going to be a star receiver, too. I think they're going to be really good. But it's next year that I really expect them, like the top tier strides. This year is a setting the foundation, but everybody getting over these numbers, which I think are deflated because everyone thinks, ha, 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 the Jets aren't good. They'll be bad. And then they'll be pretty good. And then next year, you'll get truer numbers. 
Well, you've already projected them at 11 wins so far this season. I've taken that back, though, since I, I no longer believe that to be the case. So what that is it now? High. I think six or seven wins is, is actually more realistic. So you're off, you've downgraded them by five wins since the last time we yeah, talked? I, I think I was being far too high. Like, I gave them wins against the Patriots. I take them all back. I think the Patriots are going to win both those games. But you th- told me, like, this week that the Patriots are going to suck. No, I didn't. I told you they're going to win the AFC East because that is what I believe. Really? So you're, you're back cursing the Patriots again? I'm not cursing them. I'm just picking them to win the division. I think they're going to be awesome. Every year that you've picked them to win the division, they've actually come in last. Every year that they didn't, you didn't pick them to win the division, they won the division. I, that's just coincidence. Oh, okay. So the Jets, 6-11 and 11 is what you're saying now? Yeah, 6-11, and 7-10. I think that's, that's the way to go with it. That is ludicrous, to tell you the truth. Why? That low? No, the fact that you've bounced off of it that much. Yeah, well, I realized after we did our show projection that I got too fired up and too excited, and I allowed my excitement to overtake myself. And when I you know, sort of thought about it again, it's like, no, no, no. Six or seven, that's the number. Don't exp- they only won four games last, two games last year. Don't get overexcited. Set your expectations reasonably so you don't get things crashing down around you week one like it did to me last year. Uh, well, I'm looking at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, and what do you think that the over-under on Jets wins is? Six. It is six on the dot. And to bet the over, so you get... lead to the over. It, it, you get even money on that. So the VIG is on the under here. Yeah. No, I, I would lean to the over. Like, not huge to the over, but I would lean to the over. So what? Um, when you always say you, you're looking at the board, so you're looking at the Jets fans' message boards. What's, what's the buzz around there? People are excited. People are, st- people are hyped. They think that this t- could be a special team, a sort of come-out-of-nowhere team. And, like, I'm not willing to get completely caught up in that yet, but I'm getting there. It sounds like you're completely caught up. You've just projected everyone for their over-under prop on prize picks to be an over, and somehow they're not going to win any games. I, they said they're going to win six or seven games. Like, it's still a work in progress. It's still a first-year team. Uh, my goal this year was not to get overhyped about the Jets, and I won't allow myself to get overhyped. I'm trying to keep things in some sort of perspective, the best I can. I don't think it's working. I think it is. I think it is working. Like I said, I'm saying six or seven wins. I'm not going crazy. Last year, I picked them to win the division. They won two games. I looked like a fool. I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to allow my fandom to overhype myself to put on rose-colored glasses. I refuse to allow that to happen. When you said that Michael Carter was looking good, according to the boards, against, remember we told you this last year, when all those offensive players were looking great against the Jets' shitty defense in practice? What is that really telling you? Well... I mean, that's again, that's the only thing I can use to evaluate. I am concerned about the defense. I do think that is a real issue. I'm hoping that, I mean, that most of these guys are not Salah's guy. So he will eventually construct the defense that he wants. But in the meantime, I mean, there's only so much he can do with it. I mean, the defense is going to be the problem big time for this team. All right. Well, I I'm think... not super hopeful with that. Oh, but don't they get CJ Mosley back? Great, he hasn't played really in two seasons. He yeah, but you said you said when he was signed, he was the best defensive player in the league. No, I said no, Sassan. I said yes, you did. The best I don't want to have to go. I don't want to have to go back and find the clip so I can play it. You can just admit that you I think said he's, it. I think I'm pretty sure I said he's amongst the best middle linebackers, which I thought he was. But he didn't play because of injury in 2019, and he didn't play in 2020 because of concerns over coronavirus. So. He hasn't played in two years, and so one has no idea what kind of performance one would see from him. 
I'm not buying this at all. You just really want to pick them. By the time that we do the win total show, you're going to have them win in the division. No, I, I believe very strongly that New England is going to win the division. Why do you believe that New England is going to win this division? Well, Buffalo is going to have a down year. I expect Josh Allen to regress. The Dolphins are not a serious threat. The Jets are not a serious threat. The Patriots last year went 7-9 and nine with nothing. Absolutely nothing. Newton, before he got coronavirus, played really well. I think he'll actually be pretty decent this year. They add a couple of pieces on the offense to, to catch the ball. The defense gets players back. This team, which went on its coffee break last year, went 7-9. and nine. It's not unrealistic. In fact, quite realistic to think they can go from 7-9 and nine to 11-6. to 11 and six, And that'll be enough to win the division. Either you believe that Belichick can construct something out of this team and actually did a really good job last year with nothing, or you believe that he can't. I tend to think that he can do that. And so I'm going to lean with the Patriots here. So Hunter Henry is 560.5 for his receiving over-under. Seems low. So you would take the over on that? I would take the over. I wouldn't like rush to it because John o. Smith's going to get quite a few too. But I think the if I were forced and obliged to pick, I would take the over on Hunter Henry. Did you take the over on Jared Cook now with the Chargers? I, no, Jared, I, don't, I do not like Jared Cook. So really, the way that you want to play this is play the three Chargers unders that Tim pointed out in the over on Jared Cook. That would be the you gave out a lot of picks here, which is great. This is really going to help people out on prize picks, I think. Well, look, you told me to look at the numbers and make some picks. And so I will say I just looked at the numbers and gave the picks that I believe in. So who is not represented? So you said Elijah Moore is not represented here. I don't see him on the list. No. Okay, so you said it for us. You set the over under yard and shuttle for him. Maybe we can get them to add it. Let me see here. Elijah Moore. I wonder what his number. I, I got to look. I don't want to just pontificate. No, you got to. It's first thing off the top of your head. What's a good over under? Like, what do you, how many yards do you expect him to have? How about that? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to think here. What do I think he could possibly do? Um, I don't know. 850. No, that's high. 750. Well, that doesn't sound like a real superstar out there, does it? Was he averaging 60 he yards a game? A rookie slot receiver. I mean, Jamison Crowder does better than that. Jamison Crowder is a very good player. So he's, but again, so he's better so than many, Elijah Moore. There's just so many elite mouths to feed in New York. You know what? Okay, I mean, last year at Mississippi, he had just under 12, 000, 1,200 yards. So maybe that 8, 850 wasn't too high. He could do better than that. So you're setting his over under at 850 receiving yards. Yeah, I think that's a that, that seems like a reasonable number. I mean, he got to 1,200 yards in eight games uh, at the University of Mississippi. Now he's with the Jets. Now the only risk is the Jets have so many mouths. We have Corey Davis, we have Mims, we have Crowder, we have him, uh, we have Carter who will catch the ball in the backfield. Like it, it's a stacked sort of like receiving core in terms of like having to feed a lot of mouths, but. The numbers should be there because Zach's great. So he should be able to distribute the ball and sort of orchestrate the offense like a conductor orchestrating an, or an orchestra, be able to, to distribute it effectively. So, all right, let's, let's run through. Let's go to runthesims.com and look at these projections. You can help me fill these out. We can, we can tailor them to what you think is going to happen, okay? Okay. All right, let's bring it up. Here we're looking at Zach Wilson. We have him playing 98% of the snaps. So that factors in, you know, a little bit of injury. We can change that to 100, though, if you want. No, no that's fine. 98 is fine. He, he, you know, in the fourth quarter of games that they're ahead in or way behind it, he wouldn't play. So 
That's fine. So yeah, you're not, you don't want to see any James Morgan or Mike White, director of School of Rock? No, I don't. I think that would be a disaster. All right. So Michael Carter, market share. So we have Zach Wilson at market share of rushing attempts at 12%. Does that sound right? So one in every 10 carries will be his, essentially. Yeah, okay, that's fine. All right, four and a half yards per carry for him? Yeah, that's about right. It's right. fast. Fast, just like Darnold was. Uh, 16% touchdown market share on the ground. I don't agree with that. Okay, so where would you put that? I'd write that back to 10. All right, so we'll put that to 10. So now he's down to, we'll put him at 10 and a half. So just overall, we have them running 1,021 plays with a rushing rate of 38%, uh, with 32.8 touchdowns and a rushing touchdown rate of 32%, just so you know. Uh, I would change the rushing percentage to about 41. Okay. See, this is what you can do at runthesims.com. See see how easy that was, Tim? Very easy. See, there you go. You always have to remember, you have to click save every time, so that stays. I don't know if I want to save these, but I'll I'll hit save over here in the right-hand corner, so these are now updated for me. So, James, Michael Carter. So we have him projected 38% of the market share of rushes, Coleman at 25%, P. Ryan at 23%, and Ty Johnson, your guy, 1%. So I don't agree with that. I would have Carter at about 45%. So we'll put Carter at 45%. I don't think Tevin's going to last very long. So I would knock Tevin down to about 15%. And then the rest I'd throw amongst the other guys. So you would have Whatever. Carter at 45, Wilson at 12, Coleman at 15, P. Ryan at 23, and that's it? And that, that sounds reasonable, yes. That, I would go with that. Is there someone you want to bump up? We have three extra percentage to throw around. Um, if we have to throw anybody up, uh, you can throw a couple percent on Josh Adams. Yeah, we could. We can throw 3% on Josh Adams. So they're using a five Great. running back committee is what we have now. Well, it's not a committee, and one of them is a quarterback. Yeah, I know. One, two, three, four, five running backs plus Zach Wilson. Yeah, but like Ty Johnson is not going to see much. So. Oh, yeah, that's why we got him at 1%. What do you think a realistic yeah. yards per carry is for Michael Carter? Realistic yards per carry. What What did, hmm. he, have in, what did he have at UNC? Last year at Mississippi, he had... Four point, oh no, sorry, that's the wrong guy. That's Elijah Moore. So let's look at Michael Carter stats. No, not Michael Carter Williams. Basketball player. Former rookie last year. year, Last year he averaged eight yards a carry, but that's not going to happen. His downest of down years was 5.8, but let's roll that back to five. So 5.0, so up from 3.9 to 5.0 yards per carry. So, yeah. na- so now we have him at a 44% market share of the rushing touchdowns on this team. We've already taken 5% away from Zach Wilson. So we have 44 for Michael Carter, 27% for Coleman, 11 per, sorry, 12% for P. Ryan, along with 10.5% for Zach Wilson. How would you like to redistribute those? I numbers? would knock a few off of Coleman and distribute them pretty evenly between Carter and P. Ryan. So go down to 20% for Coleman? Yeah, that sounds fine. All right, and we'll throw... We'll get Carter up to 48. Let's see here. So get him up to 48%. P. Ryan up to 15% sound good? Yep. Watch out for those decimals. They'll get you. Yeah, so we're still down at 95%. So we took some away from Coleman as well. Does that mean we want to distribute them even more equally? No, give them all to Carter. 
Give him all to Carter? Okay. So he's up yeah. to 53% rushing share. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. So in the receiving game amongst the running backs. Actually, we can probably figure this out with the receivers a little bit easier, but I guess we're sticking on running backs for the moment. Michael Carter, 8% of the market share of targets, 3% yeah. for Coleman, P. Ryan, 3%. I would think Ty Johnson would actually be higher up there than Coleman. Yeah, I would knock Coleman down to like 1% and give Ty Johnson 2%. Right, so we'll just... And maybe knock P. Ryan down to, uh, to 2% and maybe give Ty Johnson 3%. We'll that, that actually seems more reasonable to me. Okay, so 8% is good for you for Michael Carter. Yeah, I, I was thinking around 10%, but 8% is fine. We, we can give him 10%. That's easy. There's a lot of mouths on this team, though, like you said. There, well, there, are, there are a lot of mouths. Okay. So if we go down to the receivers now, so how do you think this is going to shake out? Who is going to lead this team in targets? In targets? Yeah. I think it will be uh, Elijah Moore. All right. So we currently have him at 13%. So you would have him like we have Cratter at 15, Davis at 14, Moore at 13, Mims at 12. Keelan Cole, your guy, at 9%. Yeah, I like Keelan Cole. Um, I think I would have him at like 16 or 17%. And okay. then Davis second, Crowder third, Mims fourth. But all like within spitting distance of each other. So 14% is good for Corey Davis? Yeah, 14, 15, that's fine. All right, so we'll move him to 15. We're well over 100% now. Yeah, I know. So this is my concern. So Crowder, what do we bump him down to? Because how is how are Moore and Crowder going to play at the same time? They will play a lot of four uh, four wide receiver sets because they don't have a good tight end. Well, they have Herndon. That's the problem. Herndon is terrible. So what do you want to put Crowder uh, at? Let's knock him down to 13%. Okay. So we're still over by five. So Mims at 12, does that seem high? Yeah, it does. I would actually knock him to 10. So we'll knock him to 10. Keelan Cole, 9%? Um. That's fine. Barrios is too high. So Barrios down to like, two. like 2%. <laughs> All right, there we go. Now, now we're at an even 100% because we have Herndon at 10%. Yeah, that's that target share is probably right, but like the actual yards will not be there. All right, so what about Tyler Croft and Ryan Griffin? I, I just don't see them doing much unless there's big injuries, so I can't really say anything about them. So do you want to put them at zero and add some more onto the other guys? Yeah, that's actually a nice idea. Let's do that. Right, so we'll, I agree. We'll go to we'll go to zero with the with the backup tight ends, and we'll just say that Chris Herndon and his ten percent is everyone's. How about that? Sure. That's fine with me. So we have seven more percent to play around with now that we can add on to people. Okay, so let's add a bit to Carter. Came to eleven percent. Get him up to eleven percent. Okay, and then distribute the rest amongst the receivers pretty equally. So like one one each essentially. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be fine. So up to 14 for Crowder, 16 for Davis, 18 for Elijah Moore, 11% for Mims, 10% for Keelan Cole, and we're at 99%. That should be good. Now, do you want to throw one more onto Moore, 19% target share? Yeah, let's go with it. Okay. All right, I think we're looking pretty good here. Who do you think catches all the touchdowns on this team? Because hmm. we have Crowder, we have Crowder right now is the big winner here, but that that doesn't seem right, does it? No, I would have more Crowder and Davis pretty close to each other, like all within really close numbers to each other. So if we drop down Crowder to fifteen, we bump up Davis to fifteen, and we bump up more to fifteen. You think Mims at ten percent is too high? Yeah, I do actually, and have him about eight. So we'll move him down to eight. Cole is too high. 
So coal down to five. Yep. Okay. What did you have Carter at? Carter is at 5%. Let's put the remaining on him. So we'll get him up to 7%. He's now, uh, in terms of fantasy projections, he's now quarter of a running back number 23 on the year. I think he is a low-end RB2 this season. So let's see what gives us for stats on these guys now. So I'll save those. Good Lord, I'm going to have to go back and unsave these from my account. But No, you won't. You'll want to know exactly what I was, I was saying. Well, no, I, I have to save them so I can see what the projections are going to be. I see. So let's see. Mims. There we go. So Mims, even with what you gave him, hits the under on that prize picks total. He is now at 504 receiving yards. And that was the one I said I wasn't super confident on, and I wouldn't take the over or under. Okay. Keelan Cole, 450 receiving yards. That seems fine. Uh, Elijah Moore is now up to, with his projections, which are pretty lofty, I'm not going to lie to you, he would hit his over of 850. He would get to 869. Still an over. It would be. His, basically, you've given, given him his ceiling season, and he barely scraped by the over that you said. Well, only because there are so many other receivers there. Okay. Jamison Crowder, 648 yards is what we'd be looking at. Okay. That seems reasonable to you? It's a little low, but it's not unreasonable. And what do we have Davis at? Uh, where is Davis? Corey Davis, 992 receiving yards. Yeah, that's about right. I figure he was about a thousand yard guy. That's a lot, a lot of goodness to go around on this Jets team. There is. How's Carter looking rushing-wise? Yeah, let's find. Or just in general. Let's find. Would I have him up to number 23? His stat line, based on your projections, would be running back number 23, 200 points and a half-point PPR. He would have 942 rushing yards on 188 attempts, five or almost six touchdowns, 66 targets, 50 catches, 400 yards receiving, two touchdowns through the air. I love it. I think that's right. So just a quick 13 and a half hundred yard, 13, yeah, 1350 total yard season, seven All touchdowns. Eight, I can see it. Eight touchdowns. Okay. sounds like uh, in our keeper draft, that's what you're going to take. I'd like to, but everybody knows I love Jets and will try to s- take them first and then try to extort me. Does that ever work though? Sometimes. I guess so. All right. You need to have players I demand. That, that is true. If there are players in demand that you will end up trading for them. So now that you know what Tim is doing on the over and the under front in terms of the prize picks fantasy props for the season, you should go on to prize picks right now. Use the link down in the description or use code MMN at sign up. You'll get a deposit match up to $100. So you can use that $200 just about the opposite of what Tim bets. Turn that $200 into like $2,000. You're going to be good to go. Thank you very much for breaking this down for us. Tim Undercost. Tim Undercost. That's not my name, but you are very welcome. Are you going to make some of your prize picks now? Am I going to make some of my prize picks? Yeah. And now that you've been over this with us, are you like, do you still have any money left in your account from, from last year? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure? I mean, like I said, you should just put it all on the two of one, really. The, the, the 201 with the Wilson one, the under and then the over, and you're good to go? Yeah, I mean, like, how is Tua getting to 4,000 yards? <laughs> Please. And you know what? If he gets over 4,000 yards, you know what? Clip this and run it back to me. I'll deserve the egg on my face. But I, I don't think it's happening. No siree. 
Now I got to go look up. I got to go find this up. Because I, I have this bet down on my site, but I want to see what it is at DraftKings Sportsbook right now for Tua MVP, which would just be terrific news. Would you admit that there is a curse if he wins MVP? No. Really? Because there, there is no curse. There's nothing that could happen to make it seem like I actually have magical powers. So, no. Oh, Tua's down to 40 to 1 to win MVP now. I got about 100 to 1. People the jumping on the that. Tua bandwagon. Foolish. Foolishness. What's uh, Herbert up? Herbert is down to 18 to 1. And Lamar? Lamar is 16 to 1. Yeah. Those would be my 1A and 1B picks for sure. Lamar and Herbert, 16 and 18 to 1? Yeah. Lamar, obviously, first, but uh, Herbert's my dark horse. Remember I said that. All right. Oh, Sam Darnold got him at 100 to 1, too, down to 65 to 1. I wouldn't hate that. I'd love to see Sam do well this year. I'm, I'm rooting for him, except week one when they're playing the Jets. But otherwise, I'm rooting for him. Okay. Good to hear. All right. Yeah. Once again, subscribe to Fantasy Football, Picks and Bets on Apple Podcasts. Leave that five star review, something nice, and Twitter handle and email when you're in that draw for the cash giveaway. Smash like and tell me your favorite prize pick over under fantasy prop of the season in the comment section. Stay tuned. The show will be back on Thursday, and then we're expanding out once again. The host search continues we we have reviewed all of the videos that were submitted there was over 550 of them we've narrowed it down to eight i think we're going to do another call down to four and then we have to have some tryouts tim tim do you want to be one of the judges Uh, it doesn't matter if you want to be a judge or not because you're not okay thank you all for watching i'll see you next time